0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hot Seat, a fantasy sports podcast. I'm your host, John Zuccarello. With me today, I got Jimmy, the director, and the hazy, and Mr. Social Security himself, Mike Gianetti. What's up, guys?
1: What's going on, buddy? Hey, guys.
0: All right, so if you're finding this for the first time, you like what you hear, you can always get get in contact with us on Twitter at Hot Seat Podcast 1 or email us at Hot Seat FFB Podcast. At gmail.com. What we're looking to do for you today is we're going to put together a uh, quick three-round mock draft. We base it off a of 12-team league PPR scoring. So kick it off, first pick, round one. We're going to go with, in uh, my opinion, the best overall back in the game, Le'Veon Bell.
2: Definitely no argument there. Bell definitely slots in at number one for me. The things he can do with the football are unreal. He's definitely the number one.
1: All right. Yeah, agreement. No arguments. Good talent.
0: <laughs>
1: Great input. So... <laughs> Thanks, buddy.
0: All right, so let's move on to round one, pick two. Jimmy, who you got for us?
1: So I'm going with David Johnson, right, a guy who uh, was coming off the board number one in a lot of leagues last year, gets a fluke wrist injury. So, uh, I think he comes back rock solid this year, and you know, will also make a play for, for potentially being a number one guy.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if, if Johnson had stayed healthy last year and had remotely close to the season he had the year before, I think he might actually be the the number one pick here. He's a little younger than Bell. He's a little looks a little more durable. The, the wrist injury was kind of a fluke. But, yeah, I agree with you totally here. Great pick at two. Mike, who are you following that up with at three?
2: I'm going to go with a uh, guy from the top-scoring team in the NFL last season. Todd Gurley, running back, is uh... – a really, really awesome running back. He can do a lot of crazy things with the ball. And I'm really excited to see what he can do here at number three.
0: Yeah. Gurley, Gurley in the open field last year. I remember watching, I forget what, which game it was. He got into the open field and he just looked like a gazelle, man. He was gone. Like those long, just like prancing strides. He was just out of there, man. Like he's great,
2: but Gurley. Terrific runner.
0: Yeah. He does. He does worry me a little bit because he's had a history of lower body injuries, you know, Missed half his rookie year, had a great second half. Amazing year last year, so a great value pick at three. But you know, so we're gonna move on to pick four now. A pick four PPR league, you got to think that Antonio Brown's the pick here. I went in a different direction. I went a little bit, a little bit, I guess, off script. Went with Alvin Kamara, the kid's dynamic. He showed flashes of brilliance almost all season. Once they once the AP, AD ex- experiment was over, it was the Kamara show. The kid's great. He's on an what expo- I think it's going to be an explosive offense. Yeah. I feel like he's going to be a perennial number one fantasy player in the years to come. And I'm picking him up at four here. So moving on to pick five, Jimmy, who you got for us?
1: So uh, I'm going very happily and pick four or five with Antonio Brown. As, right? as you so, should, as you should. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> to see him drop to number five, I think that's that's exciting. And, you know, I, there's, we're going to get into this a little bit as we go along and the limited running backs that there are this year that are, that are really you know belong in the first round. But at pick five, PPR, got to have Antonio Brown. He, he's just too good to to let him keep following.
0: Absolutely. So, Mike, who you're following us up with – I think I know who you're going here at six.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with DeAndre Hopkins. Everybody was really excited to see Deshaun Watson uh, just kind of explode onto the scene last year. And to have a non contact injury in practice and it really, you know, took the wind out of the sails uh, you know for that offense. But the truth is DeAndre Hopkins has been a perennially amazing wide receiver with the nine thousand quarterbacks that he's had in his career. I mean, we're talking guys like Brock Osweiler, you know, uh,
0: Don't forget Tom uh, Savage.
2: Tom Savage, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Rutgers alum, right? Okay, but Let's check. honestly. DeAndre Hopkins uh, is is a really terrific player, and I'm very happy to have him at number six.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit later at the end of the round. Not the pick I'd go with there, but again, we'll get into that. I mean, following up Hopkins, if I'm if I'm in the league and I'm picking seven, and this guy's there at seven, I'm I'm tearing both hammies, running up to the draft board to put a sticker up there. I'm going Ezekiel Elliott. I think this guy's going to lead the league in rushing. Might not be as valuable in p p r because he's not as as effective as a receiver out of the backfield as the guys that have gone ahead of him, but I mean you can't deny Zekes a monster when it comes to running the ball it just he's a beast
1: yeah, I mean, it could end up with the most line, you know most running yards the rushing yards this season, right, so you can't argue that. I actually like watching him run sometimes and just letting him bowl people over. It's, it's great. Yeah, he, loves, he, lo- he looks
0: need- like a hairless Tasmanian devil. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> really- don't be afraid. <laughs> yeah. Don't be afraid of the offensive line changes in Dallas. They're still going to be running the rock plenty. They don't trust Dak Prescott yet, so Zeke is going to get a lot of work. It's a good pick.
0: I-, I think Jason Garrett knows he needs to have a good season to save his job, and you don't trust a quarterback like Dak Prescott with your livelihood. Yeah, you, know, you trust a running back like Zeke Elliott. So, I think Zeke, he just gets fed this year and he keeps doing that stupid cereal, spoon to mouth, whatever that crap is that he does. You'll see that a bunch this year. <laughs> so, uh, Jimmy, who you got for us at pick eight?
1: Uh, pick eight, I'm going Kareem Hunt. Right. Kansas City uh, running back, I think. I like what they're doing. You know, they might be making some changes this year. But I like what he did at the beginning of last year. was just outstanding. Yeah, And he slowed down a little bit down the stretch. But I think if he can get that consistency throughout the year, uh, you know, for a number eight pick, I'm really excited for, for a guy that seems to, to be able to do it all and, and also comes up with big plays.
0: Yeah. All right. So Kareem Hunt, he's interesting to me. He's very similar to Kamara, but I don't think he's as durable. And I thought I think he kind of saw him wear out around like the, 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 midway point of the season. So like, I, I like hunt. I like his like dynamic ability. I like his big play ability, but you know, I got a little question mark where you're going to have a rookie, well, not a rookie, like a first year starter at quarterback. You got some new pieces on, on the outside with Sammy Watkins. You're going to have to get Kelsey involved more. You're going to have to get Ty Hill, his touches. I just feel like there's that offense is dynamically going to be. There's a lot of mouths to feed. And it might take a little bit away from Hunt's production. Plus, he are, he's also, also seen to wear a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the guy. I, <laughs> I, I, I love the, the one-line cuts that he was doing last year. Oh, you didn't start me in fantasy football? Dumb-dumb. <laughs> like, so, good yeah. pick. At eight, there's a couple of the guys I might want to go ahead of him. But he's definitely a first-round pick. I think we agree on that, right?
2: Yes. Yep, absolutely.
0: All right. So, moving on. Pick nine, Mike.
2: You're up, buddy. Well, I'm going to give you a hot take for the hot seat. Personally, I would pick this guy ahead of the last two guys. I would pick Melvin Gordon ahead of Ezekiel and ahead of Kareem Hunt. I think that Melvin Gordon is, is definitely the centerpiece of the offense in Los Angeles for the Chargers. And I think that he's going to be the centerpiece once again this year. I think Rivers loves to throw him the ball. He likes to hand him the ball. He's highly involved in the end zone. I think you're looking at a lot of touchdowns. So, I like Melvin Gordon.
0: So, Mike, I just have to ask if we need to put you in a home at your advanced age. It's
2: getting <laughs> it's getting bad. It's,
0: I, B- better better than Zeke. I mean, you can you can say maybe he'll have more fantasy points. He's not a better back than Zeke. I mean, okay,
2: he better fantasy option than Zeke. He's not a better. He's not a better. I, I,
0: the only reason I'll even entertain that is because he's more of a threat in the in the passing game than Zeke is. Much more. But
2: Much more yeah,
0: I think you're going to see, especially in the NFC East, I think you're going to see a, a a reversion back to more smash mouth football, was plays right in the Zeke's alley. So we'll uh, we'll get a little bit more into that. So at pick ten, team ten, round one, I'm going with another big bruising back. I think you're you're noticing where I'm going with a lot of the picks I'm doing for these teams. Going Leonard Fournette. Jacksonville is a team that's on the up and coming. They have a great defense and. What does Tom Coughlin love to do? I know he's not the head coach, but what does Tom Coughlin love to do? He loves clock control. He wants a defense that can get the ball back to his offense, which he has. And he wants an offense that can just keep the other team's offense off the field. How do you do that? Give the ball to your 260 pound beast and let him just hammer people. I'm going four net all day at 10.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's another guy that came on strong last year. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a good pick. Um, Certainly, certainly would have taken them if, if you didn't, so.
0: Yeah, you got to look at, I mean, we saw something last year in fantasy that's, I, I think, has been pretty unheard of. It's the emergence of the rookie starter. I mean, it used to be these guys wouldn't, they've touched the field once every two series. Now, we have, what, four or five rookie running backs?
2: that dominated the league i mean it, it... and they weren't even first round picks cream Hunt wasn't even a first round pick no
0: they weren't camaro out of tennessee was what third third round I third think? round pick yep. and, and then don't forget about guys that got hurt you know dalvin cook bad injury but i mean you know the rookie running backs were everywhere last year so don't be afraid to take a rookie in the first couple of rounds you know we'll get to that in a little bit so who we got to pick 11 there jimmy
1: yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to continue to avoid the rookie and I'm going to go a little bit different way here, going to wide receiver and as an Eagles fan, this hurts a little bit, but <laughs> you know, you got to go with Odell Beckham Jr. I, you know, I, I, he, he's a, he's a great talent, right? I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a character on and off the field. And if you put some of those antics aside, he's just really good at catching the football. Uh, and I think, with, you know, the emergence of, and potential emergence of Saquon Barkley, making that team a little bit more balanced, that actually helps him on the outside. So uh, I'm going with Odell here. At number, 11. Uh, You're the-
2: looking at a guy who can score from anywhere on the field. If you throw him a 10-yard slant, he could take it to the house. Not many people in the NFL can do that. It's a great pick. The only
0: thing I disagree with what you said there, Jim, is you said he's really good at catching the football. No, no, he's really great at catching the football. I don't know if we've seen a receiver with hands like that maybe ever. But Ever. the guy's just an absolute freak out there, the athleticism's off the chart. So, and that leads us into our next pick, Mike.
2: What do you yeah, got? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with another giant and uh, kind of to piggyback off of your little uh, uh, you know rookies in the first round rant. I think uh, Saquon Barkley is a, a really good example of go ahead and do it. Uh, you know, Saquon Barkley. He's going to have a combine named after him probably in the near future because he destroyed that thing. And uh, he was (laughs) an easy number two pick in the actual NFL draft. So I'm going to go ahead and and follow the lead of the the Giants, and David Gettleman. I'm going to take him as my my first pick at number 12, Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants.
0: The only thing that scares me off that pick right there, Mike, and it's not even really that big of a deal – is we just piggyback two guys off the same team back-to-back picks. You know, it's – it's like I said, we did it earlier, not back-to-back picks, but you had Le'Veon and Brown in the top five. These are a lot – these are – first-round guys have to be the guy on that team. And, you know, I think maybe Saquon Barkley might go through a little bit of growing pains. I hope not. But it, right now, that's Odell's show. You know, that, okay. that I think that offense still goes through Odell until we see otherwise. I mean – I projected Saquon as close as you can to that pick without him going at 12. I had him going at 13. But, you know, I mean, he's, go- he's going to get touches. The-, the one thing they made clear when Gettleman said he was touched by the hand of God is that this kid is the starter. There's no competition. It's it's Saquon, and then who's going to get the extra touches, you know? so
1: right. Agreed. He's going to get his touches, but, you know, I want to see him take some hits first before I go drafted him in the first round. But, again, that's me being more of a – you know, I, I have historically shot off of, of uh, rookie running backs in the first round, and maybe that tide is changing.
0: So at the end of round one, I think we've seen something we haven't seen in years past. No quarterbacks, no tight ends, nine running backs, three receivers. I actually think on draft day that might tend a little bit higher towards the running back. We might see as many as 11 running backs in the first round come draft day. So we're going to yeah. head into round two. Gonna, we're doing a snake order here. So, Mike, who are you backing Saquon up with?
2: Well, the truth is, I think uh, the next best available player in my mind is, uh, is a tight end. It's Gronk. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is, is just an amazing, amazing player. The amount of points that he's capable of putting up. He's also probably the scariest player in fantasy football because you're just so unsure if he can start a full 16 games. But I'm willing, to, uh, I'm willing to run the risk. You know, those eight games that he does play for me, if he can score me like two 60-point weeks and steal me a couple wins all by himself, I'll be happy with it. So uh, I'm going to roll the dice here and, and go with Gronk. It's probably a reach, but uh, why not? Let's take Gronk.
0: Okay, so tight end is a position where
2: you know there's legitimately
0: two. You make maybe make an argument for a third guy that you could even consider in the top four rounds. Gronk, obviously the the head of that list, but he just scares me with the injury history and the Belichick tantrums. Like it just New England scares me to death for fantasy sports in general. They're, they're never forthcoming with their injury reports. I mean, the guy farts in a meeting and he doesn't get a touch for three weeks. Like, it's, you know, New England just, it's scary for fantasy owners. That It always has been. It's, nothing's changed with that team. So, um, Jim, your last pick for this team was Odell in round one. Who are you backing Odell up with in round two?
1: Well, I'm actually really excited to get Dalvin Cook here, because I thought, you know, that that this is somebody that maybe, maybe Mike would have would have grabbed going with a rookie to try to back him up, make sure he's got consistency, and we talked a little bit about him when we went through round one, you know, good season last year, it comes, cut short with injury, and, you know, I'm, I'm sort of going on the fact that yeah, he's going to be coming back healthy, but I like Minnesota's offense. I think they they spread things around, and that opens up lanes for, for him, and uh, so I got Odell Beckham Jr., Dalvin Cook, pretty excited about that start.
2: Yeah,
0: great I, start. I I like Dalvin Cook. I, like the, I, like you, I feel like going with the receiver in the first round, you have to get, get value at running back, and you have to go running back round two. I think it's a great pickup with Dalvin Cook. That offense, adding Kirk Cousins, just adds dimensions to make him successful. So, um, you know, moving up to Team 10, round two, first round pick was Leonard Fournette, backing Leonard Fournette up with another big body at the wide receiver position, I'm going with Julio guy goes up and gets it better than anybody else in the league. You know, you saw it last year. He had a couple huge weeks. The scary thing about him is they seem to forget about him sometimes. And, you know, he'll go 200 yards and three touchdowns one week and then three targets the next. It's something that can't happen. I think Matt Ryan knows that I think Sarkeesian in his second year of coordinator will pick up on that. I think Julio, dominates the NFC South this year and has a huge fantasy season.
1: So, Yeah, I mean, I love Julio. Another guy, Another guy you could argue could have gone on the first round. Um, you know, yes, there might be some of that inconsistency you mentioned. You're going to get that a lot of times with the wide receiver position. So yeah, you can't go wrong with Julio. All
0: right, Mike. So round one, you took Gordon. Round two, who's your pick?
2: I'm going to go with a wide receiver out of the same division. I'm going to go with Michael Thomas. Uh, I think that Drew Brees isn't done yet, and I'm willing, to, uh, I'm willing to bet that the guy who helps him keep going is going to be Michael Thomas. So I'm, I'm looking forward to having him.
0: Yeah, so New Orleans is getting back to the – looks like they're up to their old ways, man, weapons all over the field. So I'm a little, little worried about what they did with, you know, what they're going to do to fill Willie Sneed's production. I know he didn't have a great year last year, but he's a good possession receiver. Uh, Ted Ginn, I guess, is legit number two there, right?
1: Looks that way. So,
0: all right. So, um, Jimmy, round one, you took Hunt. Round two, where are you going?
1: Yeah, so here's another guy coming up. I'm taking McCaffrey. Uh, so, but, you know, and, and again, for listeners, little, little preface that a little bit, right? It's PPR scoring. Here's a guy that, that, I think he had something abysmal, like 1.7 yards per carry. So not great between the tackles, not great outside the tackles. They got the ball in, you know, in his hands through the passing, and he just blew it up for, you know. So that's in a PPR league, he moves up, uh, you know, in, in my rankings quite a bit. And you know, I have Kareem Hunt already in round one, round two. I take McCaffrey, and I'm excited to have this sort of pairing with a lot of uh, PPR points coming in.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on the, on the poor rushing performance. And think it makes you worry a little bit more is everything you see coming out of Carolina camp, he split out an awfully lot. You're not going to get the rushing yards if he's split out. On the other hand, you can almost subsidize his lack of rushing yards at, with his receptions. You're in PPR. He's getting seven, eight catches a game. That's, you know, that's 80 yards rushing. Yeah, so he's, he's getting the points. It and honestly, should you care where they come from? I don't care where they come from. I just care that they're. I in, don't care. I care that they're in the point column. So good pick. You know, you got two second year guys on that roster now. So you have a bunch of sophomore
2: slump uh, potential. Mike, right?
0: Am I right? Like that's a that's a lot of, it's a lot of projection there for those two picks.
2: You know what? I'm okay with taking McCaffrey in that spot, even with Hunt you know, McCaffrey's just, uh, such a beast in PPR. I, I, I don't see any way that that doesn't work out for Jimmy there.
0: No, right, Well, we'll see. Um, so round two for team seven, first pick of the first pick was Ezekiel Elliott. Now I'm going right back to the well. I want a big body running back that finds the end zone. This guy catches the ball a little bit better out of the backfield. I'm going with Freeman from Atlanta. Now, Two proven backs on this team, starting to build a nice, solid roster there. And you could tell me about Tevin Coleman all you want. The, the guy can't stay on the field, whether it's concussions, broken ribs, ankle injuries. When he's on the field, he's good, but he's never on the field. I'm going to Devontae Freeman. I have no problem making that pick whatsoever.
2: That's a scary stable of running backs right there, buddy. I mean, Zeke yeah. Freeman to start off. I mean, yeah. yeah, good job. So –
0: all right, Mike, Team 6, you let off with Hopkins. Who are you going now?
2: So, you know, now that you just took Freeman, I'm kind of looking at my uh, at my rankings here, and, and it looks like a teardrop here for me. I, you know, I just don't see a, a running back that I can trust at this point, so I'm going to keep going with the wide receivers. Uh, I'm going to take the next uh, best available wide receiver, and to me that's going to be Keenan Allen. I do like what Los Angeles uh, – Put forward last year, and I think they're going to build on that. I don't think that Philip Rivers is done yet, and uh, you know if his favorite target is Melvin Gordon, then his second favorite target is definitely Keenan. Allen. I
0: can't even get I can't I still can't get used to this, you calling the Chargers Los Angeles. I'm just going to call them San Diego. <laughs>
2: Go ahead and call them that. Uh, yeah, Los Angeles, but... they're the San Diego
0: Superchargers, and you can't tell me otherwise.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, welcome to LA.
0: Get off my lawn, kids. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, now look, <laughs> you know it. It is. It is. It is tough to get. You know to, to take two wide receivers sometimes, right? Knowing what you are, I, I hear what you're saying with the teardrop. Um, but talking about Keenan Allen specifically, you know, I'm actually high on him this year. I, I think you know he had a really good last year. I know he's got those injury concerns there. If he if he could stay away from that injury bug and have a yeah, season but, like he did but last he has, year, he hasn't
0: proved he could stay really away from like... that injury. Last year he did, but that's an anomaly on on, on the like that's a blip on the radar, like. This is a guy who every year he's been in the league has had awful injuries. We're, we're not talking about like a broken finger here and there. We're talking torn ligaments. Talking about like, I think he ruptured his spleen, broke his ribs. broke like, he, Dude, I mean, like, he, he's constantly breaking. Like One season does not get rid of that injury concern for me. I mean, we are talking about midway through the second round. I do think he's a good pick there. But, I mean, you're, you're talking about, well, you know, the injuries are concerned. They've got to be a huge concern with that guy.
2: I mean, you're definitely concerned about it, but at the same time, that's, that's the guy I want. So that's the guy I'm going to pick.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. agree. But it's, you yeah, the injuries have always been a concern of mine with Keenan Allen. So, Jim, team five, round one, you went with Antonio Brown, kind of a, a slip pick. You know, he fell from where he's projected to go to you at five. Where are you going with, with this pick in the set, with this team in the second round?
1: Yeah, so with, with Antonio Brown, then I, then I am looking for can I start to build some something of a of a running back core here. Uh, I am going to go with with Jordan Howard in, out of Chicago. Um, I think he's doing some you know some good things. You know, I, I, I like him. I, he is a little bit getting into that next tier tier running backs for me, but you know I, I think I'm willing to to take a shot there and take a chance to start building my my running backs.
0: I like Jordan Howard. I, I love Jordan Howard. I like what Nagy's doing with the Bears offense. I think Trubisky's going to have a great second season. They've added weapons on the outside. They added Allen Robinson. They added Taylor Gabriel. You know, there was even a Kevin White sighting at camp the other day. He actually caught a touchdown pass and didn't break or tear anything. So, I, yes. do, but I didn't even name what I think is going to be their most dynamic weapon on that team, and it's Tariq Cohen. The, the guy is Dante Hall 2.0. He's the human joystick, speed, moves. He's got it all, and you don't keep a guy like that on the sideline. And I don't think I don't think Jordan Howard will lose his job. I think he's going to lose touches to Tariq Cohen because a guy like that has to be on the field. Other than that, like I do believe Jordan Howard is an RB one in this league. It's just a shame that he's got such a somebody else so hot on his heels. Some teams don't have one running back. The Bears legitimately have two starters right now. So, up uh, um, so this team, this team was mine, team four. Round one, I let off with Kamara. Round two, I'm going a little bit different. I know this, is, this guy's a little bit further down in the rankings than this pick deserves. I'm going Devontae Adams. You know, no more Jordy Nelson in, in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, more than any other quarterback in the league, locks on to one guy and just feeds that guy. Think that this, this year, that's Devontae Adams. He, he was hurt a little bit last year. I mean, have you ever seen a guy take more hits to the head Devontae Adams did last year. Jesus, his tooth went flying like 15 yards on that one.
2: I couldn't believe he played the next, uh, the following week after that. That was, I I can't
0: believe we weren't watching his funeral on NFL Network for the (laughs) next couple days. But I mean, the guy's the guy's great. I mean, he's got the ability to go up and get the ball, he's got the ability to break long runs after the catch, you know. And like I said, with Jordy Nelson out of the fold, those touches got to go somewhere, and I think they all go to Devontae Adams, maybe Jimmy Graham in the red zone. But I think Devontae Adams doesn't let him get to the red zone. He takes it in from 30 out. So I'm going Adams here. Follow it up. I'm going big playability on this team. Kamara, Adams, both have the ability to get in the end zone from 30-plus. Moving on to team three, round two. Mike?
2: Yeah, I went with Gurley in the first round. So uh, in this round, I think I'm looking – again, I still don't really like all the running backs that are out there right now, at least at this point. So I'm going to go wide receiver again. And this guy was in the in the talks last year as one of the, you know, uh, definitely top five, maybe even better. Um, It didn't really pan out last year. And I honestly, I don't think it's going to pan out this year either. But he's still an amazing, talented guy. Mike Evans from Tampa Bay. You know, there's a lot of concerns down in Tampa Bay. It's kind of leaning towards the the downtrend at this point. Seamus Winston doesn't look like he can handle it. But the truth is, Mike Evans is gigantic. He's an incredible mismatch for any defender. And, uh, you know, I'm going to take a chance on him. And I think that paired up with Gurley, I could end up getting a couple of fantasy points out of these two.
0: He was actually a first-round target of mine in a bunch of PPR leagues last year. And then... Like luckily I didn't get him in any of those leagues.
2: Yeah, a lot of a lot of people reached for him last year. He was really in the running. It was kind of like Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Odell, Odell Beckham, Beckham, and Mike Evans. Mike Evans. It was like those yep. four guys. Yeah.
0: I, I, and uh, I love Mike Evans. I liked him coming out of college. I wanted the Giants to draft him. Thank God they didn't and took Odell. But yeah, I mean, it you draft Mike Evans. Drafted Knucklehead with him. Like that's that's what it is. And that's what's gonna bother me with him until Winston proves that he's a changed man, or until they've go in a different direction with at the quarterback spot. So I mean Mike Evans, great talent. Don't love the situation he's in. I mean
1: right. but, but still still about where I have Mike Evans going off, you know, in yeah. board and and, and the and second in my round, it's, well, it's To be spot. honest
0: with you, he was gonna be my pick my pick the pick prior, but it's just, you know, Evan or Winston's out for the first, what three games. Right. So they're going with uh, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. I mean, Fitzpatrick, have we not seen enough of seven and nine, eight and eight Fitzpatrick? I mean, he's the, he's the all Jeff Fisher, all Jeff Fisher coach or quarterback. It's just, it is what it is with him. I'm over him. It's, it's, I'm over the Tampa team. They can't seem to get it right down there. I do like that they're loading up on defense, but I'm just over Tampa. So
1: um,
0: enough of that mess. Jim, team two, round two, who do you got, right, so I got
1: So I got David Johnson in the, in the in the first round. That's important to remind people when I want I talk about my next pick. Uh, he's a guy that I'll probably let slip in, in most leagues to other, other players, except for the fact that I have a solid foundation running back one already. And I'm going to then take a little shot here on LeSean McCoy in Buffalo uh you know, get getting along in the years here, but I think he showed last year that he that he still has the ability to to run the ball. It's just a matter of how long does that does that sustain for? And so so here I'm taking a shot on McCoy.
0: I think it's a good pick for where it is. You're not going to get any more Sullivan RB two than LaShawn McCoy. I mean he, he was top ten pick last year, I think, in a lot of leagues. Um I don't love the quarterback situation there. Don't love the the wide out situation there. Yeah, it it is what it is. Somebody's gotta get fed on that offense. Why not LaShawn? Yeah, someone's gonna get some touches. Yeah. The
2: the truth is is that I've been I've the last few years I've avoided Lashawn McCoy because I just the amount of carries that he's had, I think it's up in around thirty five hundred carries that he's had in the NFL. And uh around that time that's when you start to see backs uh, unless your name is Frank Gore, that's when you start to see backs really start to fall apart. Uh so I mean, maybe he's going to continue to prove me wrong, but when he hits that wall, I don't want him to be on my team. So that's just yeah. where I stand. And
0: that's the scary thing with guys yeah. his age, and oh, yeah. like what you said about how many touches he had. But where is that wall? And it's got to be coming soon and coming fast, right? I mean, you just got
2: to think that with him. Although he's that that's, thirty-two now is that yeah.
0: accurate? Uh, thirty-one, thirty-two, something. He's, he's isn't that range, but he's a thirty. He's a thirty ba- running back on the wrong side of thirty. That's yeah. all we need
2: to know. And that's bad. That's not good. Yeah. And um.
0: So finishing out round two, team one, let off the draft with Le'Veon Bell. Now I got my my all-around back. You know, we can make the cuts, get between the tackles, catch the ball in the backfield. Next one, I'm just going with a guy that's going to just batter the ball down your throat and not even care. I'm going Derrick Henry here. You know, this guy is a monster. He's like absolute beast. And when he gets on the outside, he's either going to outrun you or run you over. So I'm going Derrick Henry here. You know, strengthen running back position for that team even better. Um, I'm not too worried about Deion Lewis stealing touches from him. I think Deion Lewis's role is going to be more of a third down back, and Derrick Henry is going to be the first and second down guy.
1: I like no, to- no, look, I, 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 yeah, I, I'm with you. I like to pick two. He's your, he's your RB2. And quite honestly, I don't think he's getting enough love if you look at a lot, a lot of the other rankings going around. So, you know, I think you're safe here.
0: Yeah, so with this same with this same team, I'm rolling around snake draft. I'm finally going wide receiver. receiver. I'm taking A.J. Green.
2: Yeah. Re- third round.
0: Third round, A.J. Green.
2: Third round. That's my fault. <laughs> yeah,
0: third round, A.J. Green. But, like, yeah, I don't like Andy Dalton. I'm not sure anybody does. I can't stand their coaching situation there. I feel like that guy tries everything he can to lose games. But A.J. Green still produces year in, year out. I think he's a he's a legit wide receiver. One picking him up in the third round and pairing him with two legit right. running backs.
1: Yeah, You just got a lot of consistency in round three. It's pretty impressive. Yeah.
0: So um, team two, round three, pick two. Jimmy, where are you going with this one?
1: All right. go, going with a similar philosophy. I have two running backs in place, so I'm going to go wide receiver as well, and probably would have gone AJ Green. Uh, next guy down on my list is Doug Baldwin. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Seattle situation. It makes me feel like, hey, they're going to be playing from behind a lot. I, I think they just lost another linebacker this past week. You know, they're, they're, I don't know what's going on with their defense, but I feel like their defense is going to give up a lot of points. And the way to get them back is Russell Wilson to Doug Baldwin.
0: Yeah, I mean Russell Wilson to Doug Baldwin. I could see that one coming, but the line's awful. I love Russell Wilson. I mean, I think I've in our talks and other stuff that we've done, I call him Russell the Creator because the guy can just create out of nothing like no offensive line hey doesn't matter i'll run around 30 yards and then throw the ball across my body for a 70 yard touchdown like it's just <laughs> what he does like but yes, it is. i think i think we're seeing the and it's coming fast guys it's not going to be a gradual thing with seattle seattle's quickly turning into a dumpster fire you know the the, the guys that are still there aren't <laughs> happy the guys that are out are bad-mouthing you know the coach the franchise just the structure I think we're we're seeing what was a I don't want to say dynasty because you know the one championship you can't be a dynasty but they were a powerhouse for the last close to a decade and it's it's just falling apart fast it's not like it could be a two or three year thing this team is done
2: you know they're they're facing a really tough up and coming division. You know, the Rams have gotten better. San Francisco has gotten better. Arizona might not have gotten better yet, but they're not bad yet. So I think you, you know, you Seattle could, is. You could, you could argue, argue that Seattle is direction. the worst team in
0: that division. Like you can. Yes, you can. You could convince me in an argument that Seattle might be the worst team in the MC West. And you're not too far off.
1: It'd be the shortest argument. It, it might <laughs> be. It, it would be short.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: All right. So, Mike, you got Gurley, you got Evans.
2: Who are you yeah, I'm going to go running back here because uh, there's a running back finally that I like, and his name is Joe Mixon. <laughs> I think that uh, in the third round here, I'm willing to pull the trigger on uh, a second year sophomore player who, you know, even though he plays for a team that has a coach that somehow through magic or voodoo or something has kept his job, um, you know, Joe Mixon is a, is a pretty electrifying player. And, I, you know, I think that if he's given the opportunity, he might actually be able to do something with the ball. Last year, Marvin Lewis doesn't really like rookies, so he doesn't give him the ball when he should give him the ball. But uh, we'll see what he can do this year.
0: Somewhere Ben McAdoo is saying,
2: I hope when Marvin Lewis retires, the Bengals hire me. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. He's like, that I is, would never that- get fired there. I think I just threw up in my mouth after you said that. Yeah. Was incredible! <laughs> Could all, you imagine? Yeah. All
0: right, so I like the mixing pick, right? I mean, he's a, he's a mini Le'Veon Bell, a younger Le'Veon Bell, whatever you want to say. Uh, you know, I just don't love the team. Like I think I touched on a little bit with um, AJ Green. You know, I, I don't love the situation in Cincinnati. I don't know where the culture is on that team. I mean, Marvin Lewis, for all the jokes about what he is, he, he seems to be a great guy, and he players love playing
2: for him. It's just I don't think I mean, he, he's had success. He's just not able to get it to the next level. And to see, to see a, an ownership you know, stick with a guy like this for so long is kind of mind-boggling. I think that if you didn't do it last year, you're not, you weren't going to do it. At this point, it's got to be one of those things where you leave on his own.
0: But we don't start head coaches in this league. Let's move on to the next pick. <laughs> uh, pick four or team four, pick four round three. This team already has Alvin Kamara already has Devontae Adams. Now I'm going with a guy that finally gets his time to shine. It seems like he's got a good quarterback in front of him. I'm going Jarek McKinnon out in San Fran. I think San Fran turned that team around very quickly. You know, Traded for Jimmy G last year. I I think that John Lynch has got that team going in the right direction. I think Jarek McKinnon offers you everything you need in a running back. He might not have the prototypical size that you want for a guy between the tackles, but, man, he can catch and run, too.
2: Right? He can. He can. I think a lot, of, a lot of fantasy owners are going to look at a guy like McKinnon and just think, yeah, that guy in Minnesota who, like, filled in for Adrian Peterson when he was hurt, and he didn't really do much, and they're going to overlook him. But, uh, honestly, I don't see this as a reach pick at all. McKinnon is going to have a great year for San Francisco, and I, I really like the fact that you took a shot on him. Yeah. In, you know, number four in the third round. It's a good move. I honestly think you might be able to make the case that he could have
0: gone towards the tail end of the of the second round. Like, I, I think he definitely could have gone ahead of Mixon.
2: I, I think like him more than McCoy.
0: Yeah, I I do like him more than McCoy. I don't really like him more than Henry. Or he would have been the pick there at, at for the last pick of the second round for me for that team. And then That's I needed true. to go receiver there, so I was just kind of hoping he's made it back to one of the teams I'm coaching here. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: <you know, laughs> I so like if you're the seeing team, these runs like on running back in, in any of these you know any of these rounds, you may see less fewer wide receivers go yeah. and some of these running backs Out going center. center.
0: And you're also starting to see now. This is where I think in a lot of people in a lot of people's like personal leagues, people are going to get nervous and they're going to start reaching for running backs early. That they're going to take guys that are late third, fourth, fifth round talent. They're going to jump up and take them because, oh, my God, I went receiver, receiver, and now there's no running back. So I got to take a guy that doesn't belong in the first three rounds because I need that running back. You're going to see that a lot. Don't panic. Stick to your plan.
2: We yeah? you might see that in the
0: draft. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we do. So uh, that said, Jim, team five, pick three. You gave us AB in the first round, Jordan Howard in the second round. Third round, you build building on it or you're going somewhere else. So uh Jimmy is going to go I think Jimmy's going to go Travis Kelsey here. You know no, another powerful tight end off the board for him. So I think he's going to spread out the wealth on this roster. You're going to go AB in the first, Howard in the second and then Kelsey in the third round, right Jim?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so Dan Pig actually represented for me that 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 next teardrop in running back where you know you know I'm not I'm not going to begin that reach yet i do that later uh but but here <laughs> i'm thinking let's try something interesting let's you know when i when i have my number one want have a good running back one locked up now i think i can get a lot of points uh, in a ppr league from one of the few tight ends actually worth drafting uh in, in the first few rounds
0: yeah. I mean, I,
2: coming from the guy that drafted Gronk, I approve of this pick. I, I do. I do agree
0: <laughs> with one statement you said there that he's one of the few tight ends worth drafting in, this early in the draft. Um, other than that, like we said before, Kansas City, Andy Reid's notorious for spreading the ball around. Uh, there's a lot of mouths there to feed now. And you bring in a guy like Sammy Watkins. You don't bring him in to be a decoy. You don't pay him the money. They paid him to be a decoy. So a lot of that Sammy Watkins work was Travis Kelsey's job last year. So, all right, moving on to team six, round three. Mike, this team, you got Hopkins and Keenan Allen. I figure you got wide receiver, wide receiver. You got to go running back here, right? You got to figure, like, three rounds in. I mean,
2: yeah, that's normally the thinking is that you want to try and maximize uh, really good talent at all your positions. But, I mean, sometimes when you look at the board and you see that the – you know, the next tier of running back available to you really just isn't draftable in the third round, I think that you kind of have to veer left. And in this case, I'm going to go with another wide receiver. We're talking about a PPR league here. So I'm going to stay with the same team. I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill here. Uh, yes, it's three wide receivers, but at the same time, you know, the the running backs that were available to, in my mind, just were not number one running back material. I'm going to punt the position. I'm going to take some decent running backs don't get me wrong i'm not saying that there aren't running backs that that i can draft period i just don't think that they're draftable in the third round and i'm I, not going to reach for one of those i just guys.
0: don't know if running back is a position you can punt you could definitely punt tight end and in this year's depth for wide receiver you can kind of pooch punt that one i mean you could build a you could build a solid receiving core from round six to ten you really, you really yeah, well, can yeah. the amount of the amount of touches especially in ppr amount of touches some of these guys that are going to get that to go like rounds six, seven, eight, nine, 10, they're going to be fine. You're going to plug and play. You're going to have to mix and match, play matchups, but you're going to be able to build a solid receiving core. I don't think you could do that with running back this year.
2: So I'll be honest. I'm going to throw out a couple of names since we're not going past the third round. I will throw out a couple of names that I think that you could build a core around. And you're probably going to want to throw up in your mouth after I say a couple of these names. So I'm just warning you now. Uh, Isaiah Crowell. You're going to be able to draft him late, but he's going to be a, a highly used back in the Jets offense. Uh, Royce Freeman from Denver. I think that the, the Denver Broncos are going to be looking to spread that ball around and they're going to want to have a solid foundation uh, behind Case Keenum. I also think that uh, Ronald Jones from Tampa Bay. And again, we talked about Tampa Bay. We don't have to continue to talk about Tampa Bay. Yeah. So those are, those are a couple of names that I'm going to bring up. They're late round guys that those are probably the ones I'm going to target when, uh, when I look at this. And God forbid I even say this name, probably a guy like Lamar Miller to be the more consistent guy.
0: Hey, I don't hate Lamar Miller. I'm, I'm surprised his name hasn't come up yet. And especially with the talent they have on the outside of that offense, there's going to be a lot of room for Lamar Miller underneath and up the middle. You know, you got Will Fuller. You got DeAndre Hopkins outside. You got um, that kid that from Ohio State to turn quarterback, Braxton Miller. You, right. And CJ Fedorowicz was a pretty serviceable tight end. There's gonna be right. room. For, there's gonna be room for Lamar Miller there. I mean, he's gonna get. He's gonna get some burn. I don't. I, I actually, don't hate Lamar Miller this year.
2: I'll be honest. One of my late round uh, picks that I've been looking at this year is Deontay Foreman who I, personally, I just think he's a better talent. And I think that he could steal that job from him somewhere down the road. But, you know, Lamar Miller probably will put up consistent numbers, especially in the PPR. He did for me last year and I was able to, to, you know, use him as a as a starting running back on a couple of my uh, PPR rosters last year. So that's probably the guy who I would aim for in the next round. In the fourth round would be Lamar Miller. All
0: right. So moving on to pick seven in round three. Now team seven is – based on pretty strong running back play round one, Zeke round two, Devontae Freeman. And then round three, you know, I'm going in a different direction here. And I think a little explanation for this pick is that here I'm going with where I'm going to get the most points and who's going to score more points for you than Aaron Rodgers this year. I don't think anybody. So I'm usually not into drafting quarterbacks before round five, six, because I think, Hey, you can get a ton of value and you can even, You know, we'll talk about it a little bit later in the draft, but, like, you could, there's other options you could do with quarterback instead of drafting the stud. But I think Aaron Rodgers really complements this team. I mean, I have a lot of proven production from my two running backs. Now I want that solid production so I can get a little creative later in the draft maybe with my other positions. So I'm going Aaron Rodgers here. And, you know, it might be early for quarterback, but you got a guy like that on the board, seven picks into round three, you got to grab him.
1: Yeah, no. so
2: I, Go ahead, Jimmy.
1: No, I was going to say, but I, I can't hate it, right? Because everything you just said is is not wrong. I, you know, I'm personally probably going to be punting on quarterback, um, you know, in the first few rounds because it is an extremely deep position, especially when you compare it to the number of, like, stud running backs that you'll actually have. But, you know, you're, you're right. You're going to get a lot of value out of Rodgers. He, he's, in my opinion, you know, the best quarterback out there, you can't, you can't fault that.
0: Yeah. I mean, like you said, you, you're going to punt the quarterback position. I'm actually under the mindset in most cases that you can almost treat quarterback as a defense Like you could, you could stream them. Most leagues guys are drafting one quarterback, right? It means there's 20 other starting quarterbacks available. If you're at a 12 team league, there's 20 starters out there. You, you find right. the guy yeah. with the best matchup and you move, make a move on them. You know, you, you keep a guy on your bench that you need that, but you,
2: you, you play the matchups. You could play week. the matchups. You find a guy who's playing a weak defense, and and you just you plug and play. And, and like
0: there's, there's a term that you're going to hear start using more and more. It's called draft equity, right? So right. You, you you don't waste that draft equity or draft capital on a quarterback early. You could pick up that extra wide receiver or that extra running back, and then get a guy like Philip Rivers later. I mean, Derek Carr, you could probably pick Derek Carr up in the tenth round. Guys going guy's got a ton of weapons around them. It's going to be a pretty pretty explosive offense from everything we're hearing. I mean, yeah, maybe Rogers wasn't the pick there, but I'm looking at 20-plus a week from Zeke, 20-plus a week from yep. or hopefully 15 to 20 from Freeman. You know, that's 35 points. I get 40 a week out of Rogers. I'm at 75 points with three players. And I, you get to 120 in most leagues, you're going to win. So i got to make up that extra out of the other six, seven guys on my roster, depending if you're going – One flex or two. So I think Rodgers is the pick to round out that roster. And like I said before,
2: you can build build the receivers a little bit through the middle rounds of the draft. Yeah. This is a good example of that, John. And I need to tell you, I want to really hate on this pick really, really bad. But when I look at all the players that were drafted in this round after Rodgers, I would take Rodgers over all those guys. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. uh, You did the right thing here. (laughs) I would would definitely take
0: him over the next guy, but that's neither here nor there.
1: So, uh, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Boy, my huge giant friends. Yeah. Uh, right. So, so teammate, right? Kareem Hunt, McCaffrey got a lot of, lot of points. Pretty, pretty solid. Pretty happy at the running back position. But then I'm thinking to do something a little bit different with this team, uh, and and be that that jerk that just keeps drafting running backs. Uh, so, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Jay Ajayi, right from the from the Eagles. Uh, I don't think he's getting enough credit. I think I think he's ranked really low in a lot of leagues and, and here's why right you know he's he's the clear number one there he's going into a contract here it seems like he's actually you know happy and not not moping and groping around uh and you know i think for me he's he's a guy that's uh you know going to give me a lot of points and and he's quite frankly he just becomes my flex guy and and i can like you said i can build wide receiver out later
0: yeah, I like I like going with the third running back there, especially with the two younger guys. But the the key thing you said about Ajayi, right, he's happy. How happy is he going to be when Corey Clements keeps getting those third and goal touches, those third and goal snaps, you know, third and long snaps. All of a sudden, Corey Clements breaking some runs here and there. All of a sudden, Ajayi's not the clear-cut number one anymore. Ajayi's kind of hey. the power back.
2: Hey, I just want to bring up Carson Wentz. uh You know, he injured his knee by running into the end zone for a touchdown. So uh, you're going to lose touchdowns there, too. So, uh, Well, um, maybe.
0: I I think if Carson Wentz is running into the end zone again, Doug Peterson might tackle him. Well, that's a
2: different story (laughs) altogether. But I can tell you right now that, uh, you know, Jay Ajayi here, um, this pick I I have to hate on (laughs) because I'd much rather have the guy who I'm picking next. Because I'm I'm up next, and I'm gonna go with Stefan Diggs. If you would pick Diggs, Diggs would be your number one wide receiver to pair with Hunt McCaffrey, and I think that that team would look really stacked. But instead, I'm gonna take Diggs. I'm gonna put him with Melvin Gordon and Michael Thomas, and I'm gonna pick up a, a running back later and be really happy with getting a guy who is you know a, a very good wide receiver. He's getting Kirk Cousins on his team, and I think that uh, we have a lot of really awesome offense coming from Minnesota this year.
0: All right, so I can't hate on Diggs' pick. I mean, it is what it is. You get a number one receiver that late in the third round. It's a great move. Uh, following that up, I'm going with a guy I think is one of the best possession receivers in football. I know that's kind of like a curse where you talk about receivers, but the guy catches everything you throw at him. He's got big playability, but I think with a young quarterback or Tyrod Taylor, whoever's going to be the quarterback in Cleveland, Jarvis Landry is going to be their best friend. He's the kind of guy that you're going to bury the ball in his gut. He's going to catch it. He's going to get the first down for you. He's he, that's what juice does. He, he's a PPR vacuum. He just sucks up every reception that's around him.
2: Yeah, it, that's actually what makes me nervous about David and Joku this year. I kind of feel like when Landry got got signed to that team that uh, that tight end position kind of loses a little luster for me. Uh,
0: not for, for Houston, not if Tyrod so. Taylor is the quarterback, because think about Buffalo the last couple of years with Taylor.
2: Well, he does love Charles he
0: Clay. He loved, loved throwing the ball to Charles Clay. He loved throwing the ball to the tight But, but
2: he, didn't, he didn't have a wide receiver like Jarvis Lane. So not Please true. He had, he, think, had Sammy, Sammy Watkins, he had Sammy Watkins. Watkins he had Kelvin
0: Benjamin. He had guys on the outside he could throw to. Did he have guys that ran good routes? No.
2: I don't think those guys could hold could hold Jarvis Landry's cleats. That's just my own personal I
0: absolutely 100% agree with you there, but the track record is there. He's a he's a proven tight end file. Yeah, he loves him some tight ends. So, I'm going Jarvis there. Uh Jimmy, you got Odell, you got Dalvin. Who are you giving me for the 11th pick of the third round?
1: Yeah, so so here again I'm looking at you know, building around, taking a little bit of a risk. I'm happy with Dalvin Cook. think he's going to have a good good second season. And I'm actually going to go uh, rookie here. Looking for high ceiling, right? So Darius Guy is coming out of Washington. Um, you know, I sounds like he's going to be clear number one there. And I, I think there's a lot of opportunity for, for him. So little risk in, in, in taking a rookie from my perspective, but – He's got a high
2: ceiling. Uh, I want to correct. I want to correct one thing. I I think saying clear number one is
0: yeah. I is think Thompson's
2: incorrect. Thompson's you got Thompson. in the mix there too, right? You got P Ryan. Uh, there's there's like four good backs on that team. I'm not saying that Geis isn't going to be heavily involved. He will be, but I mean you still got Chris Thompson, who's a completely different type of back.
0: Yeah, I I do I do agree with Jimmy. I think Geiss is option one A. I think Thompson is one B. I don't think P Ryan. Excited them at all last year, or Perrine, however you say his name, Samaje. Yeah. Um, I don't think he. That, let's put it this way: you drafted that guy last year. If he if he floated your boat at all, you're not drafting a rookie as early as they took uh, another running back as early as they took Guys this year. That's that's simple mathematics right there. Like, just just it doesn't add up. So I do like Guys. I think he's, you know, he he's a complete package running back. I think. You know, he could use a little work in the, in the receiving game, but I do like the guy's pick. And, yeah, to think it, you're getting a guy that you're going to start at running back for hopefully you're 16 weeks into the season. It's just the thing that scares me with the rookie running backs is how durable they're going to be through 16-game NFL season. So uh, finishing up the third round, Mike, he took Saquon in the first. You backed that up with a stellar pick of Rob Gronkowski. How far into the dumpster fire are we going with this team?
2: Well, first of all, I'm going to disagree with the whole dumpster fire comment. I think that uh, I have two very good picks in the first two rounds. Uh, you know, when Gronk puts 50 on your team in week four, we'll we we'll talk then. But uh, y- you are right about one thing. I have a rookie who's basically an unknown. I have an injury risk who's probably the biggest injury risk when you define injury risk. So I kind of need to, to rein it in a little bit. And I think the best way to do that is to go wide receiver, and I'm going to go T.Y. Hilton. Uh, he's a guy that, that is not an injury risk, but his quarterback is, uh, so to speak. Uh, you know, it's a bit. It is a bit of a risk. But even if Andrew Luck can't make it work, I'm kind of hoping that uh, the rapport that T.Y. built up. Uh, with the quarterback that they traded from New England uh, will transfer to this year. T.Y. put up his numbers last year, and, and I think he'll continue to do that. So T.Y., T.Y. Was, T.Y.
0: he was such a frustrating player last year. He I, was. I, I mean, I was actually benching him. I mean, it sucked because I always picked the wrong week to bench him. I picked the weeks that he had touchdowns to bench him, and I started on the week so he had no touches. Uh, yeah, but, just, but that's what sucks about that situation. Hopefully, Andrew Luck is healthy. He is throwing nfl size balls now. So right. we'll see. So if
2: that if that works out, then then this could be a really great pick. If it doesn't work out, I feel like there is, again, he has a rapport with Jacoby Brissett, so I just feel like it will it will work out for me in the long. Run.
0: I just think you have
2: massive depth issues on your hands with this team. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I the one the one thing I do want to say is now that we're done, this this completes our our draft. The worst team by far in this draft was definitely team 12 for all the reasons we just talked about. You're talking about an unknown, an injury risk, and I'm not going to call Hilton an unknown, but we're going to call him a wild card. He's like a, he's a, too.
0: he's a legit question right. mark until we, until we have more on Andrew luck until we exactly. see Andrew luck right. out on the field, dropping dimes, T Y Hilton's a question mark. And they don't have, I agree. You, you know, it's just the way it is. I mean, I love, both. I love luck. I love Hilton. You know, they're both outstanding players. They're going to put up monster fantasy numbers if luck's healthy, that's, that's right. just what, that's where you got to go there. So looking over, looking over the rosters that we start to build here, where are you guys going with the best team so far? Like I, I think the best foundation for me, I'm going with team seven and that's Zeke Freeman and Rogers. I think that's a solid foundation and you can really get creative with this team. Cause you have a ton of points in the front end of the draft. You can get really creative, maybe, reach a little bit if you want to for some of those mid-level possession receivers or slot receivers. But I think I think that's the best team forming right now. It might not be the best team overall right now, but I think that is for me that's that's my favorite team in the, in this draft.
2: Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. that 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 is definitely going to be the best team, Zeke, Freeman, and Rogers. Like you, kind of put it best when you were talking about the construction on that team, the amount of points that you're going to get from those three players. If you draft well in the next few rounds, that team is going to be really, really scary. So, yeah. uh, I'll go with that. But there are some other teams that I really enjoy on this uh, out of this draft. Uh, again, another one of your teams, John Kamara, Adams, and McKinnon. I just there's something about those three players that I really like. And I kind of like the risks that you took with uh, Kamara and Adams and And I think all three of them, you could almost consider reaches in a way, but like they weren't severe reaches. And they but they work. Sense. It works somehow. Like I do like right, that right. team, but like, you know,
0: Kamara might be a reach cause he's a second year guy. I don't think Devonte Adams is a reach at all. I, I really firmly believe he's going to be, he's going to make that step, take that step this year and be, you know, he's going to be one of those guys you talk about in the top,
1: Ten receivers, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So um, no, I can't. You know, I, I'm with Mike on that one. I, I really like that Kamar and, and, and McKinnon. Like both, you know, Kamar was good to go. Maybe, maybe that spot. Maybe a spot later or two. Uh, McKinnon was the guy I wanted just after that. So definitely, definitely, uh, I think going where he belongs. So, you know, I think you know, it'd be interesting to see what that team could do.
0: So yeah, yeah. I mean. To expand on that, like, like Jimmy, what you just said was perfectly leading into what I want to get into a little bit here. It's um, you know, everybody grabs their sheets and goes on their website and they draft off the top 200. And they just cross players off and they take the next best available. Like that's great. But if you have a feeling about a guy, don't be a slave to the rankings. Like if you like Alvin Kamara more than you like Antonio Brown, take Alvin Kamara. You know, it, it may come back to bite you in the ass, but then again, it may make you look like a genius. You don't have to draft your team strictly on what you know what it says on the CBS Top 200, or even what we're saying here. I mean, the, the, the these, this isn't a perfect science. Like, yeah, we have guys. There's been guys ranked number one overall in past years that they don't even make it to Week Five as the starter on their team. Like, it's just you know, it, it, don't don't be so hung up and caught up on well, this is what this website says I should do, so I have to do this. I mean, you you, you draft the guys that you want to draft on your team. You draft the guys that you have the feeling about. And that's – I think that's the way that you should draft. I mean, you could draft off the sheet and you could go every pick like, oh, I picked 12. Who's the 12th-ranked player? I take that person. You're going to end up with a good player probably, but you're going to end up with a very lopsided team too, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think we're we're getting a little bit of strategy here. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about – you know the teammate when I decided to go running back, running back, running back, and and whether or not you you love all of those particular guys, you know I knew when I got to that pick thirty two, with with you know, I had in my head you know about eight wide receivers that I still really really liked with some thinking that that you know one or two or three of them were going to make it back around to me a little yeah. bit of a risk, but I still get, you know, I think about round four, I'm still have the potential to get a solid one, you know, wide receiver one. And I have plenty of depth at running back. So just thinking about that is, is maybe a little bit risky, but also a little bit of a, of a strategy.
0: Yeah. So we, oh, a little bit on your point with wide receivers, the guys that weren't drafted, you got Adam Thielen wasn't taken. You got Demarius Thomas wasn't, wasn't taken. You got Golden Tate, Amari Cooper, Juju Smith-Schuster, you got Crab out in Baltimore. Yeah, you know, Marvin Jones. Brandon Cooks. Yeah, Brandon Cooks. I like Alan Robinson.
1: Anderson.
0: Yeah, yeah, Alan Robinson for injury reason, I could see people shying away from him. You know, but he's going to be a value in the later. You, you got a guy that was yeah. a beast in the Super Bowl that's sitting at twenty-four in your rankings, Alshon Jeffrey. And then we haven't even gotten into guys Sterling Shepherd and um, Nelson Aguilar, who had a great turnaround season last year. Uh, you know Julian Edelman. I know he's suspended, but he's healthy. Sammy Watkins. There's tons really, of depth at receiver in the mid to late rounds. So I really like
2: Chris Hogan a lot this year too. I hate New England. I know you hate New England. But <laughs> right Chris there. Hogan is a is a great great player.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but but more to your point, like you're proving the point right there. Like you can build a legit receiving core from round six on. Like you don't have to you. If you can get one of those top guys, if you can get Brown or you can get Odell, or Julio, you know, by all means, grab them, you know. But there's going to be guys – if you're in round three and you have two running backs already and there's a more of a value at running back on the board, don't feel you have to take the receiver just because, you know, take the guy that you want to take there that's going to get you the points. And if it's a running back and you go running back, running back, running back, like Team 9 did, there's no no problem with that. Because you can get a guy like Robert Woods in a PPR format going to get you – 10 plus a game. You know, you can That's get it. a guy like uh, Brandon Cooks who's going to maybe not have the receptions for you, but he's going to have a ton of yards because he stretches the field. So don't don't be afraid to stray from your plan. Go go in the draft day with your plan, right? But it's obviously going to get messed up. Don't feel afraid to stray. Don't get nervous when your plan gets messed up. Yeah, just, just roll with the punches. Like, keep readjusting. Have a couple different players in, in your key in case, like, the three guys that you want all go to the picks right before you, and then you get on tilt and end up taking, you know, in the second round you end with Juju Smith-Schuster. <clears throat> Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so anything, anything else on that, guys? I mean.
2: No, nothing. Nothing really no, to good. expand on that. I think uh, I think this, this is a really good mock as far as uh, showing different roster construction styles. I think that we've shown that you – You know, you really don't have to take uh, running back. Excuse me, you don't have to take quarterback or tight end super duper early. And we've shown examples of when that is a good idea to do that. So uh, I like this mock. It was it was well done. Yeah,
0: there's like you said, there's a lot of different team construction strategies here. You know, you got the two running backs, you got the two receivers, you got all receivers, you got all running backs, you got a little mix of everything. Like there's different ways to build successful teams. I don't think there's a really bad start to a team here. Maybe team twelve, just because of the fact the the peripheral factors on
2: some of those players. If team twelve was say Dalvin Cook, Gronk, and you know like Landry, that would completely change the dynamic of that team. Uh, Now,
0: not so much for me because you're coming. You got a guy coming off an ACL injury.
2: Another so you just up the injury factor on
0: that team. So Mm -hmm. you still have a question mark at that running back position. And
2: you know. Okay, so let's say four. Uh, even 4 net's an injury risk. I don't know. I, I, I would, I would it's a rough say stop.
1: I would have been. It is, but I would be excited about Barkley and Dalvin Cook. You know, because then you're you're sort of cutting some of your losses. Chances are they're both not right. Double so. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, yeah for that then, <laughs> out.
0: thanks for putting that out in the
1: world. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you know, put that then, evil then out in the world, Jimmy. <laughs> Too late.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, I don't hate – like, it's funny because you were talking about Team 8, and uh, I love every one of those running backs. I'm just not sure I love them all together. Like, I like them all as complementary pieces to more proven factors, I think. I think that's my problem with that team.
2: But other than that, I – I'm okay with it. I agree with
0: you. Yeah. You know, I I love every one of those players individually. But, you know, if it was, you know, Hunt and Freeman – and Ajayi is, or, you know, instead of Hunt McCaffrey and Ajayi, or the, you get what I'm saying there? I think that the right. question mark, in yep. the, you, you need some sort of, you know, proven commodity right there in the middle of that team. And then Hunt and Ajayi are great compliments to whatever else you do there. But I do think that what we're getting a little away from here is how heavy the, this fantasy season is going to be on running back receiver in the first three to four rounds. Like mean, this, this mock draft: thirty-six picks, nineteen running backs, fourteen receivers, two tight ends, one quarterback. Like that's numbers that we haven't seen before. And I think as we get closer to draft day, with some injuries and other stuff going on, you might see that running back number get higher and higher, because guys are going to have guys are going to have to reach, and they're going to have to they're, they're going to have to reach for picks. They're not going to be able to. Be comfortable. I think in this, we, were, we knew we were doing three rounds, so we went with other players, whereas we weren't building a full team. we were like, oh, well, maybe I should take a guy that doesn't really belong here. You know, I think maybe you, you could see as many as 25 running backs in the first three rounds. That's just my opinion, but I, I think that might be – I think 19 to 25 running backs is right in the window you're going to see. So, Okay. But all right. I think that's all we got for you guys today. Again, if you want to get in touch with us, you know you want us to take a look at your team. You want us to, you know, give our opinions on your team, maybe even your your league's draft. You know, get at us on Twitter at uh, Hot Seat Podcast One or email us at hotseatffbpodcast at gmail dot com. Again, I'm John here with Jimmy and Mike. Let us know what you think. Talk to you guys later.